And this is Black Hipster, where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and, and sometimes, sometimes other shit. Hello, dear. What up? What up? How are you doing today? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking my hair out, which As- I realize is... <laughs> So I always joke like I'm two parts hipster, two parts hood rat. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I think I usually say two parts hood rat, two parts hipster. Okay. Hood okay. rat came first. Yeah. Um, and then I'm taking my hair out while recording my podcast. Taking your hair so out I think of this braids. Is like perfectly yes. an example mm-hmm. of my hood rat hipsterism all coming together as one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, taking lady, out my box braids. A like. lady should not take out her hair. She should multitask. You're a woman of your woman of the new millennium. You're multitasking, <laughs> recording your podcast while doing your hair. Recording my podcast yes. while doing my hair. That's exactly. That's multitasking. Yeah. Well, thank God we record this at my place because I wouldn't be able to. Do oh, this can at you imagine? Studio. Oh no, some people or probably I would. would. <laughs> or you would. <laughs> <laughs> and then it That's really be yes. Oh. Then, she is really a hood rat. Like, I got things to do. I got things to do. Listen. Somebody is still trying to holler. Oh, yeah. God yeah. is shameless. People walking by coming in. You're not even covering your head. Like, what half? Like, out? The other half? Oh, God. Not with these edges. And they like, hey, girl. <laughs> or, or that one person, this is cute. And I'd be like, please walk not away. Not a style. Please remove yourself from yes. me right now. Like, she ain't no name. She ain't no name. <laughs> I just think it's funny when, like, the white women are like, oh my god, your hair is so cute. And I'm like, thanks, girl. <laughs> and then there's like always that like weird, awkward pause where it's like, they want to say something more mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know. Where it's just like, well, what is it, girl? Let it off your chest. Yeah, and then that me. one lady, she said it when we were at the bar and she was like, oh, I, I wish I could wear my hair like that, but, you know. She was like, I can't. Hold on, hold and, like, on. This was, we know why. We were together? And so- I, yes, when we were at uh, Wolf and Deer. In Park Slope. Oh, okay. Remember, and she was with her husband. She was from, like, Queens or something. Thick lady, she had the blonde hair. I and I was like, them. I mean, you could, girl. I was like, you will get a little bit dragged, but... Was it the braids? Is it the braids? Yeah. Oh, she was that's... saying she liked the braids, mm-hmm. and she would love to wear her hair in braids. That's so funny. But she was like, I mean, but you know, I can't. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you really can't, but... Yeah. I was like, at the end of the day, you can if you really want to. Like, yeah, you really your can if you want to. Yeah. How you wear your hair. Mm-hmm. I said, now you are going to get a little dragged. Yeah. You know you are. Yeah. But it is what it is. She's like, oh, maybe on vacation. Because you know, let's go to Bahamas. Yeah, get and then get my hair braided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were in college, and all the girls would come back from spring break with their yes. hair braided. Like the episode of Friends where she did the Bo Derek <clears throat> yes. braids. Uh, yes. Bo Derek? Did what? you really? Oh, honey. Well, I called them. Don't get dragged. I call them Bo Derek <laughs> days because it was that I don't think I could call them anything else if a white person's doing it. If that has a different I type suppose. of hair texture. Okay. I know okay. they're brazen. I've referenced Bo Derek because it looks different from when black people do it. I suppose. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, you can't, you cannot reference cornrows as Bo Derek to black Oh, uh, no, no, no. I know. You just can't. Like, like. So if, I guess it could go the other way if, 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 a, if a girl who doesn't, and this could be Asian, anyone who like doesn't have the hair texture that mm-hmm. we have. And she go, oh, I'm wearing, like, Janet Jackson braids. And I go, okay. And you're like, no, you're wearing Bo Derek Yeah, you're wearing Bo Derek braids. <laughs> I think the problem, is that it's, the problem is that those girls will credit Bo Derek. For like, coming Kim up, Kardashian yes. will be like, oh, you know, my braids and my hair styles are not to Bo Derek. And mm-hmm. it's like, bitch, African women been doing this for years. For, for centuries. Forever. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, chill out. And it's, yeah. it's again, it's, it's in another example of, like, when black women do something, mm-hmm. you know, it's black, 
Yeah. Usually it's considered hood yeah. or ghetto. Mm-hmm. And then the moment like non-black or white folks start doing it, <clears throat> number one. It becomes one, mainstream. And... It becomes mainstream and it becomes cool. And then number two, they start making money off mm-hmm. of it. Well, we talked a lot about this. Yeah. With... And that, my friends, is appropriation. Yeah. And, even... <laughs> and that was when we were talking about the article that Channing wrote. Channing about Margo the wrote, yes, from yes. Finery, and she was getting dragged. Yes, about the jewelry. And I was Get like, up, you guys yeah. are really missing her point. Exactly. Her point was exactly, exactly that. Yeah. Bro, Derek wore cornrows, and it became a craze. Exactly. Black and it's people, like, are Latino you kidding me? But when, but when black women in the 70s and the 80s showed up for work, with their hair cornrows, they were told they looked unprofessional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like, don't bring that Keisha shit in here. Yeah. Those or even were like with the, the, the jewelry. You know, we were just, the jewelry, the nameplate mm-hmm. jewelry and how that's oh, a whole thing. forget it. And, you know, well, that, that even going into butts. About. Butts is just a, even uh, just oh, a, uh, uh, another thing. Butts, lips, all of it. All of that. Kylie Jenner how... created her whole fucking empire. Billion dollar yes. mm-hmm. empire. Yeah, butts, on lips. That. The fact that, like, she was actually, like, I, it boggles my mind that she was allowed to peddle makeup when we know everything about her look is fake. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Yeah, and it's, and, and you know, and maybe nowadays... <laughs> it boggles my mind. Because I think people push back when they feel like someone's doing something and, like, Kylie Jenner, like, exactly what you said, everything about her is fake. But it seems like there's this culture of that's not a bad thing anymore. I think we're. I think it's starting to be. It's it's increasing in all communities where it's like, yeah, I got my butt did. Yeah, I got my lips did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that. That's not a. It's becoming less less and less taboo. Oh, for sure. And even, even with like the hair culture, you know how women. It was rude. It was considered a travesty for you to ask a woman yeah. if that was her hair. Mm-hmm. And like these days. It's just a thing. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, this is a weave. Yeah, this, this is, is a wig. Or people change their hair every day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, we know that's a unit, girl. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is that I always say, and we probably mentioned, like, it, it's, I, it's always interesting to me because there's still people who are not black or Latino. And they're like, oh, and mainly black who are not black. And they go, oh, well, you have, they're like, what is that, a wig? Or do people wear wigs? Or people wear pieces? And I'm like... Every, it's funny how in Hollywood, all the celebrity women, they know about this. They well, all wear they wigs. all do. And they all black, black white, white la- Latino, they Asian, all whatever. Know about it's like, stop playing yourself. And it's just like all And these... they all always have. You yeah. think Elizabeth Taylor was really just it's out like, here rocking her hair all the time? No, yeah. Get Nicole, here. all these Barbara women. Barbara Streisand, all these shit. Yeah, they all put on Cher. the hair. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it protects their hair. Mainly, I think, and it's a new look. They're trying to do new things, and and it's also they're putting all these chemicals and do, the lights that they um, perform under. Mm-hmm. Or they're doing a talk show that's not healthy for them, so they're doing all these other things to still look good, but that shit ain't theirs, right? So it's you know that's but been you going know, on. Too black women, we we invented the the changer upper. Mm-hmm. Like we are the masterminds. Of a new do. Oh, okay? definitely, definitely. Like, get that do done. Yeah. And we now, look amazing. Yeah. And everybody want a piece of it. And I get it. I understand because we look so good. Well, it's, it's resourceful. And I think uh, people talk about, I mean, hair for women in general, I think, has always been, it's a thing. You know, women is a, a hair, I'm sorry, is a part of a woman's, it, it, it has been sort of looked at as a part of a woman's identity. Of identity, yeah. And so, but black women have had a. I think it's okay a, to say yes. that it is. And you said it's what? I think it's okay to say that it is. Yes. 
And for, I think, for black women or women with a certain type of hair that black women have, who also have different types of hair within mm. black black communities. But anyhow, so it's just like they're always switching it up or trying to, like, do different things to the hair and, and, and relaxing it and straightening it. So it's just, it's even more of a story. I think with the hair game, black women have always been ahead as far as what they're doing. But now other backgrounds are, take, like, looking at it and taking from it. And as long as they pay homage or, like, recognize they where don't. it comes from. Not, not only do they not, but then they also go to like, you know, their white, whatever hair salon to get it done, versus going to because this the the irony is that like the the black hairstylist will know how to do white hair mm-hmm. just as well as she'll know how to do black hair, but the white hairstylist will not know a motherfucking thing about That's... what to do with some kinky coily hair. That's and I have to say I I I'm pretty I don't know if that's true just because I was at my barber and it's funny and I'm pretty sure they didn't like he was telling me he wanted he would my my nephew was there um and I was I got my hair cut my nephew was getting his hair cut and there was a white woman who was who they were trying to get to cut my nephew's hair and they were just like well she's not comfortable with it because it's just he's like well everyone doesn't know how to cut black people's hair and he's like within our industry usually people say that black people's hair is the most difficult. And it's just like, well, no. But to just... use the word difficult exactly. is already problematic. Yeah, and he and I knew what he knew. What I knew, he knew what he was saying. He was, I don't know if he was Kate Verde. I don't remember. I don't know what this gentleman was. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, he was a person of color. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, that's what I grew up cutting on. And he's just like, I know what it is because I grew up cutting on it. It wasn't about difficult for, get difficulty for me because I'm familiar with that. And it was like, I was also cutting on other people's hair. So he's just like, black people's hair wasn't an issue for me because I'm familiar with it. And he's like, it's just about familiar what you know. And um, he was saying, like, he's like, some of the people too, like, you know, what you're not used to, if you come to them with like a white person's hair, they don't know what to do. And I wonder how often... I, no, and I wonder how often that happens because I've definitely seen like people in my family, just only people in my family, when they come, someone will come through and they their hairs and they're like, I don't know how to braid this. I, it's just harder for them to pick up because our texture is a little, finer. Yeah, it's finer and it falls and it's just like it's not keeping the same oh, way. Like hair that probably shouldn't be braided. Yeah, I but then don't braid. Yes, yes. Well, it's funny because you know in cosmetology schools when they use like the dummies and stuff, uh-huh. the dummies have white hair. Like they don't. Oh, well, it's funny. I guess, you know, one of my friends went to cosmetology school, and I guess it was white, but it was thicker. Like, it it had some... um, It might have a little texture. Yeah, it had texture Mm -hmm. to it. So, it it seemed... I could understand how he could... I guess I wonder what they what they do in cosmetology school. I don't know how we get on how we started talking about hair and cosmetology. Well, because this just is where the conversation takes us. Yes. Yeah, and it's funny because the main thing that we wanted to talk about today was colorism. Mm-hmm. But it's this is all connected. This, this is. is very much connected. Listen, I was just in Alabama this past weekend. Your, our favorite state. Our favorite state. Mm-hmm. Your your hometown. Yeah. Alabama. Alabama. Mm-hmm. I was in Beham, and <laughs> and what grade would you give it? How would you? What, how would you compare it to? Listen, you were I was very much in and out, uh-huh. so um, no grade given. I I wouldn't say that I spent enough time there and interacted enough to give it a grade. However, you're thinking about moving We there. were yeah. doing an event. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Essence and Walmart doing an event called Wellfest. Yes, and we had a hair expert. This woman, um, Key Bennett 
who, by the way, her salon is called Key Benet. And she was like, it's really just my name, but people think it sounds super exotic if it's French sounding. Uh, so yeah. they're more interested. So I think that was funny. Shout out to her. Mm -hmm. um, and we, at the end of the hair segment, these women came over and they were asking about um, some of their different hair textures. And it was a little range in there. And the one woman was just saying like, Oh, I just want to know what type of texture do I have? Like, I hear, like, you know, 4C or 3This. And we were actually talking about, like, moving away from those categorizations because if someone tells you, oh, you have 4C hair. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, well, what does that mean, mm -hmm. you know? And I was just like, for the most part, when you go to buy hair products, it will tell you if it's for, like, thick hair mm -hmm. or coily hair, dense hair, that kind of thing. It don't. It don't typically say this is for 3C hair. Okay, so I'm okay. like, I don't necessarily know if these, by the way, arbitrary yeah. categorizations, I think it was like Oprah's hairstylist came up with this or something, mm -hmm. if these arbitrary categorizations are even as important as it's just knowing whether or not like your hair is dense and your hair is coily versus your hair is more kinky mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, but um, one of the girls that was working with us said... Well, you have good hair. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of in juxtaposition to the other girl whose hair was definitely way more kinky curly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, let me explain something. Good. I was like, you have good hair as well. Because your hair is thick and it's healthy. Mm -hmm. Look at your edges. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, good hair is really need only be categorized by the health of one's hair. Yeah. I was like, the only bad hair is your hair's brittle, your hair's dry, mm -hmm. your hair's stripped of its nutrients, your hair's breaking off. Mm -hmm. That's bad hair. That mm -hmm. ju it just means it's unhealthy. Yeah. I was like, when we're talking about different textures and all these different things, that should never come into play in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then the girl's like, well, yeah, yeah, you know, it's up. Because the thing was, she was saying it to the woman whose hair was definitely a looser curl, mm -hmm. and it was more fine than curly, yeah. whereas the other girl's hair was super kinky. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, all right, nope, because what's not going to happen is that that gets said mm -hmm. at this Essence and Walmart event, and it not be addressed. Yeah, like, I don't want anybody walking away mm -hmm. feeling like, well, yeah, I have bad hair, and she has good hair, yeah. and... You know, no one said anything. That beauty editor at Essence didn't correct it. And I was like, no, no. That's good that you Beauty that. editor or not, that was just not something, something I could stand there and listen to and not address it and say something because I'm like, we can't continue to still do this. Like, we are we really still saying we are good really hair, still bad hair? Yes. It's, it's, it's outrageous to me. It is. And then it had me thinking about this whole colorism thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, brown paper bag test and light skin versus dark skin, yeah. and good complexions and bad complexions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Matthew knows is in hot water and folks, folks are not happy with him. Hold on, hold up. Because I know of the, I know what he said, but why right. is he in hot water for Well, because it's just one of those things. I think for some people, it's like, if you say anything about Beyonce that's not complimentary, oh, they get all up in their feelings. Um, I don't think what Matthew knows said was a incorrect or, um, I, and, it, and it wasn't negative. Yeah, it wasn't negative. It, it was an observation negative. or like something that we all, excuse me, we all know to be an issue. Right. So he basically, he was on, wait, I had the, the info. Where did I put it? Where's my other phone? Hey. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I had the actual information, like the name of the, the oh, show. Oh, yes, it's the show. It was a Sirius, podcast, right? Oh, no, no radio. It's Sirius a radio XM. show on Sirius XM. It was one yes. of their urban stations. And he 
basically summed it up and said that Beyonce, amongst some other pop singers, he mentioned Mariah Carey, Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, um, have benefited from colorism. And then he used Beyonce versus Kelly sort of as the comparison that look at how big Beyonce's career bloomed Mm -hmm. in the U.S. versus Kelly's where it was like she struggled. And then he was saying, you know, she actually was successful in, like, Australia. Yeah, and in Europe and overseas. No, he just said Australia. He did just say Australia. But (laughs) I know she's very She had to, like, regroup. And, well, yeah, when I was, like, spending time, like, doing a lot of traveling, when I was in Europe, even in South Africa, they were loving Yeah, they loved her in other countries, yeah. Um, But, I mean, it's one of those things. I think for people, it was like, my God, that's her father. And he's basically saying that, you know... Kelly should have been just as successful as her, but she benefited from being light. And I'm like, yeah, he also said that he was brought up with this notion that light skin was better and that he should seek out a yeah, lighter skinned woman. Alabama, I think he's from. His mother's from Louisiana and she she says it's not fine. I think he's well, from she Alabama. Says yeah. Home, yeah. So of but course yeah, he, he was taught that go for get a light skinned woman. Yes. Yeah. And he mentions that I think in another thing with I read something about him where he was doing an interview where he said that when he met Beyonce's mother, because that's what he grew up, think he's a darker-skinned man, mm-hmm. and he grew up and he met her, and he said he didn't know Beyonce's mother was black, his wife, that nah. he's his wife. And then she Tina said... Tina Knowles. Tina Knowles. He said, I didn't know that she was black. And I've seen pictures <laughs> of their family, and a lot of them are definitely because well, she's got that, like, French... Creole... Um, no, but the, the, isn't some of her family from actual France? I don't know. Well, I know they. I mean, well, Creole usually means that you're mixed with. Well, they've got that mix. Yeah, so yeah. they're they call them they're Creole, so they're mixed with that sort of um, that background. And I don't think it's all. It's like a Cajun. Cajun. I think yeah. that's that may be different. It's no, like this it whole is. thing Cajun because there's people who live in the mountains in America, like Lil Kentucky. Wayne talks about it. Oh, okay, okay. And and I think there's another group of Cajuns who live in the mountains, but I don't know if they call them Cajun. It's like this whole anyway. So, yeah, he said that he didn't know that she was black, but then he was surprised because she definitely corrected him. He was like, I, one thing I, the, one of the first things I learned about her was that she was very much in touch with her blackness. Mm-hmm. And Kelly Rowland talked about how her, she was very much about you're black and you're beautiful. You yeah, have to that love she your was skin. The one, yeah, Kelly said that, that she was the one who made, who basically helped her embrace and love her skin tone. Yes. And... It, it and, I, and obviously this doesn't take away from Beyonce's talent and it doesn't take away from the fact that very much like she was the lead singer of Destiny's Child. So she just happened to be light-skinned. So I think, yeah, comparing their two careers is a little bit... You have to look at other factors. It's off because if, if Kelly was the better singer, like by yards, yeah. and Beyonce was typically the background and then they went solo and then Beyonce skyrocketed in the way mm-hmm. she did... Then maybe we would all be like, hmm. Yeah. You know? But and I think that's why the criticism the, that's where the criticism comes in because people are like, Beyonce is big because she's talented no. and she worked hard. Well, I think we Beyonce is big. Yeah, but they're also ignoring because, what he's saying. Yeah, and it's like, well that does. He's yes, saying exactly. that the music industry at the in the like this our society period has a certain view of what is beautiful, right? Yes. And then they want to put that onto everything yeah. that's going to be in our homes, right? So if Beyonce's going to be become a household name, she has to have that mm-hmm. Eurocentric standard of beauty. And I think that that can't be denied. It doesn't mean she isn't talented and she wasn't the least. And there were other things that played into her being who she is. And she worked hard. Obviously, we all see that. But definitely the fact that she's light-skinned, which can't, she can't change, which she didn't, like, make this happen, 
helped her get where she needed to be. Right. And I think, it, you know, whether it's small or big, it helped her get to where she... And I think that goes to a lot of singers throughout history. You know, we've heard of this whitewashing, and he mentions the Whitney Houston and how yes. they lined her up. Is Whitney Houston. whitewashing Whitney. Yes. She broke Damn. a lot of doors down for all of Beyonce and all of these singers oh, because... Sure. She was one of the first who they regularly started playing on MTV, which was more of the mainstream um, video channels back when MTV was playing videos. And they liked her. And Whitney, <laughs> that was a little bit of shade. Yeah, well, it was. I mean, not a little bit. I mean, who you're watching MTV now for, you know, Real World, Road Roots Challenge and all these gotcha. things, which we enjoy. So, yeah, and it's like, that definitely was a thing back then. And, and someone had told me, because too, because they tried to give Whitney Houston a new image when they lightened her skin and she got Wait, they, what? You are speaking so fast. I didn't even Sorry. understand what you just they said. Tried, they, they lightened her skin, you know, in these videos, in these pictures. And I think it was How Will I Know video or whatever it was, but she had like the blonde hair. And uh, Whitney Houston appeared on the Apollo or something like Apollo, I think, and she got booed. No, no, no. She appeared on an award show and all the black people Oh, yeah. Her. I remember. Because they talk about that in the documentary. Yes, yes. Where she got booed. And, and I didn't know this, of course. Uh, but it's just because they felt like she wasn't a part of the community and that she was selling out. And, and we all know, we've seen the sort of be Robbie Brown and see how Whitney Houston is. Whitney Houston was very black. She's from been, Newark. Yes, Whitney Houston was very black. <laughs> if you don't know Newark, Newark is the hood, okay? Yes. This is Whitney Houston, Faith Evans, Michael B. Jordan. Like, it's the hood, yes. okay? And and it's it was interesting. It was interesting. But I'm glad that he talked about it and that people continue to talk about it. Because you even see now, like, you, you know all these mainstream artists. And rarely is, it's been hard for darker-skinned women to sort of break through Absolutely. as easily. And I think that can't be ignored. It doesn't mean that they aren't talented. They have the whole, you know, it just means that it's harder for them. You know, they face another obstacle. It is interesting because I was talking i thought actually i was talking to al about justine sky mm -hmm. and i was like she's gorgeous yes, okay gorgeous. she can sing that yeah. girl can sing mm -hmm. and if i'm not mistaken she sounded like rock nation she's part of that oh, jay-z really? beyonce camp oh. and i'm like why is she not bigger mm -hmm. i don't get it i'm like what is happening here I mean, let's not ignore the facts. Like, she is a dark, she's a, a very, very dark beautiful, girl. Beautiful she's fan. gorgeous. Oh, you, in person, I saw this girl and I was like, these are the things that make you feel like, you just be like, as soon as I get home, I'm going to exercise and drink more water. And oh, then also, I have to remember, she's like 12 she's years younger than me. But and she has a team. She's she has a 14 years younger than me. But still, like, she's gorgeous. She's mm -hmm. a beautiful girl with beautiful dark skin mm -hmm. and she can sing it's not like she's trash at what she does yeah she's a great singer well, the, the we, same for like um seven streeter yeah seven streeter there's all these girls tweet who came out of cold like oh years, tweet years lord ago. let's not even go to that and i remember tweet is she was gorgeous beautiful. i was like she is she gorgeous. got the voice yeah i'm like she's like, amazing what and uh, you know i read while i was doing some um reading um to talk about this uh, my there's that artist Tori Lanez that that Tory like Lanes. reggae Lanes whatever his name is and you know he Tory you know who Lanes. he is okay yes. so he uh, apparently he posted on his Instagram this incident that happened on the his oh music yeah set. It was video shoot yeah yep. he he really fought for the dark skinned um, actress the model mm -hmm. because they wanted a lighter skin girl yep and he was just like listen I'm not about that you know I'm I'm not about bringing down black women and and I don't know what the lighter skinned woman I don't know if she was if she was just lighter skinned and black or just lighter skinned and you know not black mm -hmm. but I think that is very much and this is now this is 2019 and it's very important that people see that and it's like if that happens at a level of just an not an extra but a video girl mm -hmm. then of course it's happening 
at the larger levels. Oh, for sure. The thing is, okay, aside from the fact that, like, Matthew Knowles was saying this was from a study mm-hmm. that had been done uh, at, at this, a university at this college where he teaches a course. If you, Matthew Knowles was managing Destiny's Child exactly. as well as Beyonce and Kelly in their solo careers, mm-hmm. there's no way you're going to tell me he was not privy to these comments and these conversations. Yeah. I'm, I believe 100% in my heart, Matthew Knowles was on the receiving end of the, well, we can't cast Kelly because we want black, but we don't want that dark. Mm-hmm. You no. know, or the, well, we already have a dark-skinned girl, and we really can't get too many in mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? Exactly. Versus, right, it's like, well, could Beyonce be available? Because I really don't think we have someone who could do Kelly's makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, shit like that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure... He he he's been on the receiving end. That's where this is coming from. He he knows this he knows firsthand. This. Yeah, he, he's, he's not been making in the this up. And <laughs> it, it it is is crazy. And I I remember I, I read about this um, Dominican artist. Oh gosh, I forget her name. Jarena. Uh, we looked see. it up. It, hold on, hold her name. Hold on, she's, me, a, she's a young artist. She's from she's from the um, Dominican Republic. Let me see. You sent me the in, text. Let me look it up. Yeah, she it lived was... in, um, she's a singer from Dominican Republic. Jarena DeMarco. Yes. And she's lived in um, several places. Like, I think she grew up in, she was born in Dominican Republic. She grew up in Montreal, and then she moved back, excuse me, to DR when she was 11. And she says she's a lighter skin. Like, she yes, looks... she definitely is white passing. Yeah, she's a white passing. Yeah, so she said her, that's when she became aware of this colorism because she's in DR, and she's like she realized the privilege that she had passing for white and all of the sort of internal, I don't even know what you got, colorism that was going on mm-hmm. in this country that favors um, beauty that's defined, European standards of beauty. Right. And how she was just like, no, this has to be something that I want to call attention to. And I, to me, I like it because a lot of people, the Latino um, community is not... I don't think it's, it needs to be pushed out there a lot more with mm-hmm. you know as far as discussions about colorism and then it's also coming from a person who benefits from that it's coming from a person who's who says right, I'm versus in a the person who's on privilege. the receiving end of getting kicked yes. in the ass all the time and she's sort of pushing it out there and she produces documentary where there were people from this of this Iranian woman who was talking about colorism within her community a woman from like the the Indian community he was talking about. Yeah, I was going to say, can we talk about it in India? Because, child. Yes, yes. And, and, <laughs> and, and it's just, it, it, it's a whole different thing. And I know in India, we've had some sort of personal experience with that of people that we know, but it, it's definitely real because they definitely value lighter skinned women. And oh, one yes. of the girls was taught, one of the girls she was saying that she, her mother had given her this, this skin lightening cream. That was, I don't know whether she was in India or whether she was, she's Indian. I don't know where she was. Mm-hmm. And um, they showed the commercial and it was that actress, Ashuri, what's Ashwari, her name? Ashwari. Yes, she's beautiful. She's beautiful, beautiful girl. Beautiful, but lighter but skin. She's, she's so light. And she has colored eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, or um, contacts. Yeah, contacts. And she was talking about <laughs> this cream that lightens your skin in a sort of healthy way. It protects you from the sun. And she's like, her mom gave this to her and she didn't use it because she didn't understand why I need to put this on my skin. Well, Ashwari Rai was No, no, no. This? This, um, Ashwari Rai was in the commercial. Oh, um, oh, oh, In okay. the commercial for oh, the skin okay. lightening. Because I was going to say, she's pretty light. Yes, what was the, her mom doing? No, this was the, the, the girl. I'm not sure she was um, an activist. Woman. An activist talking about her experience with colorism um, from an Indian background. And, it, you know, it, it, I think that's also something that people don't discuss a lot. You know, black people, I think we've been on the, 
we've been primarily on the forefront and also it's, it's been much more out there in the media of sort of our issues with racism and colorism where the other communities is not as known i think is that the right word do you think no it's known it's, it's known, known but that I there's think... colorism in any any people of color <laughs> i think it's known but do you i feel like in america usually it's coming and it's it's more in the media when it comes to black people those issues that's everything in America. Yeah, that's yeah, no, anything no, no. In I'm America. just saying, like, I, I, like, that's the way I feel. I just any to any get issues your... of like discrimination, yeah, yeah, like sure. bias, all that, because that's pretty much the, the country for the most part. Those are the two opposing forces, yes. white and black. Yes, and I then agree. it's like, yeah, there's all this stuff in between, but like the extremism mm -hmm. is between. It's the juxtaposition between exactly. the white community and the black. Yeah, community. and then everybody else in the middle. They're just like, well, y'all don't want to be black. Y'all trying to be more white. Y'all trying to be closer to that idea of what whiteness is. Or depending on where, I mean, everybody's trying to. I think get closer to that idea to some degree <laughs> yeah, yes. in their culture besides black people. But I think also just depending on where you live, like geographically, it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And then also how you look. So mm -hmm. if you are a darker Dominican woman, you are an Afro Latina mm -hmm. and then you are going to identify more with black because essentially you are black. Mm -hmm. Like if you are Stanley's complexion, you're black. If mm -hmm. you're my complexion, you're black. Mm -hmm. Like in the, in the Latin community and the people who are going to have the shit that you need look like me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> look like Stanley. So It's funny that yeah, they, she profiled this com comedian, I'm sorry, in the in the in the video, uh this Dominican artist that they she produces video for this Iranian woman in in the documentary, which is only like 5 minutes, very short. And this guy, he's from he's a comedian from the DR and he talked about when he was in DR, everyone was like, "Oh, you're you're more white, I guess." And, you know, that's a good thing. He's like, I came to America. And everybody's like, oh, no, dude, you black. And was, <laughs> right. And he's like, I'm black now? Like, what does that mean? But the funny thing I was thinking is that, you know, it's it's funny. Like, we talk about geography. And it's like, well, where did you go in America? Because I'm thinking it's clear, like, you're the complexion of someone who who are black. Because we all come in different, like, complexions. But you don't, you're featured. Right. It's like, it's like you clearly, clearly look Latino. That you look Latino. Like, you're not just black <laughs> to me. And I, it's, it's always funny that because it's not just skin color that gives you away. Like, when I was in India and, you know, people were, like, staring at me and asking to take pictures of me. And right. And like, I'm sure there were Indians just as dark as you. And darker than I was. Right. You know, it's just, but it was a certain, it was my features are different. My mm -hmm. hair texture is different. So that's, they clearly knew that I was black. But it's like, homie. And your skin the, tone yeah, is different. Yeah, my skin tone. Your color exactly. might be the same, but the tone is the, the tonality tone is, is very different. Very, very that true. That pigment hit just mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah, just a little different on the corners. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's funny how I don't know. Like I feel like maybe people in the city. I, it's always interesting to me when people mistake someone for another race, and I look at them and I go, clearly that's not what they are. Like if someone, if they're black, people are like, oh, you're Latino, or they can't tell that a Latino is. Latino, but they think there's something else. And I'm like, how can you not see that? I don't know. It, it can happen. It can happen. We have a friend. That's who, true. Like, everyone thinks he's Latino, and he's biracial. Oh, that's true. And that's true. With yeah. The, with, oh, yeah, like, with the... I went to um, a screening for this short, dark, black girl church. Mm -hmm. And one of the girls, and I brought it up because, you know, the documentary is about the beauty supply store and the black woman's relationship with the beauty supply store. Mm -hmm. um, the interesting aspect of it as sort of a place of sanctuary but also yes. a marred relationship and a place of like discrimination and hate mm. etc and mm. both of the girls who created the film are very fair mm. like very fair very like loose curl fair. hair like 
Beyonce fair? Maybe fair. Alicia Even Keys fairer. Fair? Alicia Keys fair. Oh, okay, okay. They are Alicia Keys fair. And like mixed with, race fair. Right. Like well, one of the girls mixed. is mixed race. Mm-hmm. She was like, you know, I'm Cape Verdean. I mm-hmm. am black. But if the irony wasn't lost on them. But also, she said people were sliding in her DMs when this Teen Vogue article about it hit. And they were just like, oh, this is crazy. How dare you? White girl. This mm. third. They were calling her Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> uh, I, by the way, I wrote a whole piece on it on oh, Essence. Yeah. So you can go to Essence.com if yes. you would like to read the story and find out more information. But um, long story short, you know, she's white passing. Like, mm-hmm. she definitely has that privilege. Um, and she's very fair-skinned, but she's like, I'm black. Mm-hmm. Like, no questions about it. I'm, I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. I'm black. But I was like, I wasn't sure. I was like, let's be real. Like, yeah. she once she said she's Cape Verdean in the May. So I'm like, yeah, uh, like okay. okay, you look like a bunch of Cape Verdeans, yeah. I know. But, but I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, maybe she's Dominican yeah. or maybe she's mixed. Or I was like, eh, yeah, you, you could tell me anything, girl. And then, listen, I have, I told you I have nieces. My mm-hmm. brother had three little girls. Yeah. You know, with a white girl, and so they're all mixed race, but they're black. Mm-hmm. I would consider them black, um, but they don't look like it, mm-hmm. you know. And they all look three different races, oddly enough. Yes, so I have seen they're gonna have a lot of difficulty when yeah. they get older. Because one of them has red hair, reddish hair, very red, yeah. reddish. She, and then she looks like little orphan. To Annie. me, she's the the picture that I saw of her. To me, the one with the red hair is probably the only one who looks mixed. I thought. See, I, see, I think that's odd because I, I think her. she looks white. But I have, but <laughs> I've only seen like a couple of pictures, so I haven't seen her in person, and I also haven't, like, you know, she's older now, so I don't know. But I remember mm-hmm. thinking, okay, the kink of her hair, I can see that she is mixed with the other two girls. But one of them too, with the baby, the, they were one of them was a very small baby. Yeah. But it, it is. Oh, the baby now? Yeah, she looks like she's from like South America. Mm. <laughs> I, to me, the middle one looks mixed. Okay. I feel like you would see her and you would go, oh, yeah, that's a mixed race child. Yeah. She's black and white. Mm-hmm. For me, the oldest one, people would be like, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> and then the little one, they'd be like, okay. Like, okay, girl. Maria. Like, you know, they call her <laughs> okay. some, like, typical, like, Spanish name. You Let's keep it real. You know, it's always, like, Hector and Maria yeah. when people want to go there. And it's mm-hmm. like, those Pedro. are clearly Mexican Pedro's names. One, and she's yeah. Dominican. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, it's interesting I, I always think about, like, you know, my brother passed, and they're they're growing up without him there, like, as this, this, this black presence, person in their life. And, like, my, my um, his, his, his late girlfriend, I guess, I don't know what mm-hmm. you call it, but um, she lives in North Carolina with a ton of my family, mm-hmm. but her family lives in, like, Kentucky or something, or, like, Kansas oh. City, mm-hmm. and I'm like, if she ever decides to just go back, to be closer to like her mom, like her family, and then they're not around their black family. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that going to be like for them? Well, I think if they if they look different, then people are gonna oh, point. Yeah, they look different, gonna, and yeah. then they look different from each other. Yeah, so, so that's are, already gonna be a thing. Yeah, that's the thing, and they're gonna be people are gonna point that out. And there's only so much you can do as a parent if you do not know about. If you can't give them what they need, what's missing? Because sometimes you have two things. I know plenty of mixed people who grew up with both their parents. And they, it, it's still like a, a feeling of they're pulled in two different directions. And it's just like, how do I explain this to Absolutely. people? And, and what do I say? And I, I don't understand it because I'm not that 
I'm not next, right. you know, in, in the way that... I always feel for them because I'm I like, do. I can't imagine that difficulty. Like, I got it all the time growing up in my family because mm-hmm. it was always this value of dark skin. That's yeah. great. And I think that my parents, they purposefully did that so that we would know and understand that, like, dark is okay and it's purposely good and did it's what? beautiful. Did to say it was that. just like that, you know, from the, the, the blackest blue to whatever complexion, like... Black is beauty. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. But then what happens is, like, kids are kids. Yeah. So then me and the Sika being lighter mm-hmm. always got made fun of. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you mad light skin. Okay, Jill. Mm-hmm. And the Sika said she didn't really get it that much. And the Sika didn't have a lot of hair. So What's we call Jill? her, like, a white girl name. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got, I got called Jill, Stephanie Tanner, like, all kinds of stuff. Like Stephanie Tanner. Mm-hmm. Lord. In my house, and it was just like, Really? Why like, the other sisters? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but but like, but it's 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 funny because like your your you said your parents were very much about like all blackness is beautiful and blah blah. So where did your siblings get that? Was it uh, their? It was body? what they're getting, right? So my be I think from from what I can understand now, being an adult, you know, it was they were uh, projecting what they were getting outside. I wasn't getting it outside. Mm-hmm. I was getting it at home. So outside, my light skinness was valued. Mm-hmm. My complexion was valued. Oh, I was cute. Mm-hmm. I was a fly girl. Mm-hmm. But then theirs was, oh, I mean, I guess you're cute for a dark-skinned girl. Oh, yeah. And then it was like they're internalizing that. So when they come into contact with or they have the opportunity to come at somebody lighter, boom, go mm-hmm. for it. You know, and then unfortunately it was me. Mm-hmm. It was like their younger sister. Yeah. Um, because that's just how children react yeah. and respond to things. And that's just psychology. But yeah, and it's crazy because I'm like, I've witnessed that, oh, for a dark skinned girl, but I've never experienced that. You know, I've never oh, had like anybody never say that anything you. like that to me. Right. Yes. No one's ever like, oh, you cute for a light skinned girl. Mm-hmm. Or like, I guess I, for I a light skinned girl, it's not a thing. It's I don't not think a saying. Yeah, if someone said that, you'd be like, you, I think it would be an anomaly to everyone. People go, hmm, interesting. Because I never, yeah, because my family, like, I grew up in Boston. So my experience is very much Boston. And the only Alabama I got, we would go home for summers. And my dad's side of the family is very dark, like very dark. Mm-hmm. And my mother's side of the family is, is um, tends to be a little bit, they run the gamut, but not as dark as my dad's family. And the good thing about them, my father's side of the family, black is beautiful. They seem like they were very much, when I got it, both my grand, my father's grandparents were black. And they were very much, I mean, because you're in Alabama, so you're all mixed with all this stuff, like white and Native American, and they have that, but they were very dark. Mm-hmm. And it was very much like, you're dark and you're beautiful. And they would make fun of my, I would hear certain things from family members about how, my t- other two siblings who were lighter and some of us are darker were not um, their siblings because they were lighter. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't me. And so it, 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 I think it was good for me to see that when I was little because I knew that there was something about being dark which wasn't the best thing to be. But I also got from this family that they were all dark and they loved it and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And whereas my mother's side of the family... Only from I can only speak about my mom. It just was interesting. You know, you would hear the comments from certain people about, oh, yeah, you're pretty... For a dark-skinned girl. Mm. I definitely heard that. I definitely heard that. And it was said, my sister's dark-skinned. I have a cousin who's dark-skinned. And it was definitely things that I could, would hear people say about them. And that's growing up. Even when I was in Boston, people would say that. And I'm pretty, I know that they internalize that. Especially my dark-skinned cousin who has a lighter-skinned sister. And mm-hmm. they're completely different complexions. And right. seeing that, and it's like you love... 
it's black people still do that. I think, which is amazing. It, it, it amazes me. I, I mean, I, I know that they do and I understand why they do because it's still one of those battles that like we just haven't won. <laughs> it's it's a battle. It is a remnant of slavery that we can't seem to get the hell out of our system. And it's sad. It really saddens me. Um because did, it's sorry, but how did you because you're a lighter skinned and you were lighter skinned than your siblings, at one point did you did you did you feel like you embraced the fact that black, all black is beautiful early on? Like I can, was there at one point that you thought, "Hey, this is I'm a little bit better," or maybe you not that you thought you were better, but you felt like, "Oh, I'm good. I'm glad that I'm lighter skinned." Or, or how did that sort of affect you? Like, no, sort of getting that from your siblings and knowing that, okay, well, I'm in a, I have a certain amount of privilege, no matter how small it is, right. that I'm lighter skinned. Did that? Did you realize that at some point? Um, I just remember my little sister one time saying, she made a comment like, oh, I wish I was your complexion or something. This was kid. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're not, like, she wasn't that much darker than mm -hmm. me. And she had this idea of like being light skin was better. And then I was like, that's just weird. Like for me, it was never, it, it never crossed my mind that my sib like any of my siblings at that young of an age mm -hmm. thought that being light skinned was better or wanted to be light because it just in the family it wasn't a thing. It was like, mm -hmm. yeah, we run the gamut in terms mm -hmm. of complexions and it just was what it was. Yeah, it it was just seemed it like we all accepted it. And we went on about our lives and like we were all beautiful in our own way. Mm -hmm. Um but that was I think the first time I ever realized like that it was a thing where like people actually wished to be like lighter yeah yeah or like any of my siblings actually had that in the back of their minds mm -hmm. and i was like that's really interesting and then i think like my mom so it's a, a ton of us mm -hmm. and you know it's it's my mother and then ima my stepmom mm -hmm. and ima's dark mm -hmm. you know her family background is like trinidad and they're dark mm -hmm. and then my mother oddly enough her family's background is barbados like her father but I just recently found out that my mother's father was Bayesian and Cuban. Mm -hmm. So that might also account for like us, some of us being like lighter, yeah. just that being mixed in there. Mm -hmm. um, where, so it's like on our end, it's like some of the kids are lighter than on like Ima's end where yeah. like her kids like are chocolate. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. We didn't, I didn't think of anything about it. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. Because how would you... It, it is interesting because I think at that age, you're probably only looking at it. If you're a lighter skinned person growing up, you're probably, unless someone's saying that to you often, you're probably only looking at it as black and white. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're not white. You know, you're not other. You know, right. you're black. And for you, you're just seeing all the other complexions around you. I guess that is a certain, from privilege, because you aren't aware of it. Whereas right. Someone because who's darker, no one's pointing it out yeah, to no you. Yeah, no one's pointing it out to you. No you one's know? saying, like, xyz about your light skinness mm -hmm. right it's the same with like white people right it's just like they can go through life you know feeling like you know life is great and whatever and not knowing that they have a certain level of privilege, privilege because no one's saying anything about their race yeah or their skin color no one's stopping them mm -hmm. or hindering them in any way yeah because of it yeah it, it, it is interesting yeah. yeah i think i always knew it I think I always knew, was aware of it. I, I don't remember ever... Of your not, complexion. Yeah, I don't ever remember. And not to say that I thought... I think it was easier for me because I'm a boy. And um, I think it's harder for women when their looks are... 
much because more because we're we're value much more sexualized. Yeah, and <laughs> well, also much, our value. Yeah, like, your value. That's yeah. like everything comes down to how beautiful, how beautiful we are. You and, are. If, and if you're not the what the idea of beauty is, then you're not beautiful. Yeah, and and I think too for like. I think it was helpful, not, oh, I don't want to say helpful, I think I saw a lot of my family members, if there was a lighter skinned woman, she was with a darker skinned man, or vice versa. Mm. So I always saw that, and then I always, and there was this perception of darker black men being like more manly and masculine mm-hmm. and stronger than lighter skinned guys. Well, I feel and, like a lot of that is still happening oh right my gosh, now, yeah. where it's like, and then it's like a joke, you know, it's like, oh, light skinned brothers is out, mm-hmm. the dark skinned brothers is in, the, the light skinned brothers are never coming back in, you yes. know? And, and then it's just like, okay, I get that like we can joke about it, but like there's oh, a bigger implication here. Let's not. It's it's really really bad, and I think I'm grateful that I I was aware of that early on. But I there was definitely a point where I didn't know. I don't think I ever hated myself, and I don't think I ever wanted to be lighter skinned. I think sometimes I wasn't satisfied when I was younger with the way that my... No, 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 maybe I did. But I think it left me very soon. I was able to start working on that very early on. Well, that's good. Very early on, realizing that, okay, this is not... This is just stupid for me. But I think also, I think the fact that I was a, a male helped. I mm. Definitely for me. I think the fact that I'm, mm. a, I'm not a woman helped me. Because everyone wasn't looking at me to just be, oh, well, Stanley, you have to be pretty. You have to do this. Make it, wear this. Or have your hair a certain way. Mm-hmm. There wasn't all that that went went with it. Men don't have to deal with that. It makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was in an interracial relationship. You brought it up. Like, I, it was a real concern. That well, it was yeah, like, well, happened. he's Chinese. Mm-hmm. And I had a very real concern about if I married this man and we had children, mm-hmm. that they wouldn't look black. I was not okay with that. I was really not okay with that. And maybe just knowing you, like knowing you, but also I think a lot of mothers are the ones who sort of dictate a lot of things, the child rearing practices with the children, Mm -hmm. if that's the word. So I can't imagine you, like even if you had three children, I always say three. I don't know why I go with three. But you know, really, you have have four. Four, because you have it four. So (laughs) you have these group of children. Like say none of them look black in the least. I feel like they will be very influenced by you and maybe I don't I think they would have less of a hard a difficult time because I think you would be very good with trying to explain to them and and sort of who they are and where they come from honoring both backgrounds and nurturing a sense of culture and a sense of self a strong sense of self I I, I can't imagine that your kids would be would not get that from you who knows what they would what they will do later on or what they're getting from the outside. But from you, I can't imagine that you wouldn't give your kids that. And you wouldn't teach your kids to love themselves. Right, the same stuff that my parents did. Yes. And then, yes. you know, I grew up in bed style, so I went to some black-ass school. I'm talking like, <laughs> I tell you, like, we did Kwanzaa. Yes. Like, <laughs> we did not do Juneteenth, however. Yes. Which, yeah. I was, oh, by the way, though, but we sang the black, this is a complete right term. We sang the black <laughs> national anthem. Mm-hmm. At my job on Juneteenth. And there were some people that were like, I really don't know this song. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, these people really exist. That's people who don't, who didn't even know that it was such a thing. <laughs> I didn't learn until probably I was older. I probably didn't know that until I was like a teenager. I, I had I, you know, I had heard the song. I realized I knew it, the song. it has everything to do with where you go to elementary school. Uh, That's what it is. Because this one girl was like, oh, yeah, I went to this, like, super white Catholic school. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't know this. I was like, damn, girl, not even the first <laughs> verse. I was like, I ain't going to lie. I don't know the second part and the third part. 
Like my 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 memory stops at uh, March on, oh, but God. I at least know that whole first part. Hold up, but did you? know Oh, because there's two more parts, and no one knows the words to. No you, one. <laughs> did you know though that it was the Black National Anthem? Of course. Okay, see, I never knew that. I knew of the song, but I didn't know. <clears throat> I thought it was a song that Black people sang, and I was like, <laughs> when do they sing that? So at PSIS three hundred eight, <laughs> Clara Cartwell in Bedside. three. What is that? Say that again. PSIS Intermediate School. So it was an elementary school and. A, a junior high school all so into the I same group schools would just be even the elementary school was just ps 38 or ps now is intermediate school is a junior high as well oh. um 308 shout out <laughs> uh we used to have assembly a lot mm-hmm. and we used to have color guards i was not allowed to be a color guard because my mom was like you ain't pledging no goddamn flag mm-hmm. in the united states mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and you had to lead the flags you used to tell everybody to stand up Put their hand over their heart. So what did you do? Sit and down? do the American flag. I sure did. And I ain't saying no ass flag. And neither did the Muslim kids. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then we they would sing the national anthem and then the black national anthem. But hold up. When they sang the, na- the black national anthem, they didn't sing the whole song. Mm-mm. The song is a lot longer. Sorry, I'm yeah, drinking it's a water. lot longer. The song is a lot longer than I think people know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So what is it? Francis Scott Key, right? I think so. Yes. Yes. Um. So it's it's like the first part is the the part that most people sing to. Mm-hmm. So up until the part of March on, mm-hmm. that's usually where it ends. Um. For people, so I know up until that part. Okay. Yeah. So I know I have the little portion of it. So I wonder should I teach? <laughs> You should. You absolutely should. If they're not getting it in school, they need to know about these things. Yeah, I don't think my... Because now they're no longer saying the Pledge of Allegiance in school. I know that. Mm-hmm. Across the country. I wonder if they still say it in some places in the South. I bet you they do. There was Chick-fil-A everywhere. And now they were, Hell no. Mm. And I gotta tell you, it wasn't like I wasn't tempted because... <laughs> but because I was so hungry yesterday mm-hmm. after the event. And I just went straight to the airport and... I wanted something to eat, and I was like, okay, but the airport is not that big, or at least the terminal I was in, it's like, it's not a ton of stuff, Mm -hmm. but you better believe there's a Chick-fil-A, and I was like, I will not be coerced Mm. into eating Mm Chick-fil-A, and then it was like a bagel place next to Chick-fil-A, and I was like, I don't want a bagel, and they had paninis, but I was like, I'm from New York, I'm gonna get a bagel in Alabama, and they, right, what's their Jewish population (laughs) there, I don't even know. They had like press sandwiches and paninis and stuff, but then I was like, you know what? I saw a barbecue place as soon as I got out of security, so I went back to the barbecue place and I was very pleased because I got some barbecue and it was delicious. And it had no that pork and everything. Turkey obviously. was good. No, I got like a baked potato with like smoked turkey and stuff okay, on it. Did you so. know they put pork in the I know they, yeah. there was no pork and baked potato, yeah. but and it was delicious. Um, so I did not eat Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. No. I refrain, <clears throat> but not that it wasn't trying to taunt me because it was everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. Ugh, I can't. But we I have refuse. To, we have to take a stand. And then especially during Pride Month, for me oh, to yeah. break my Chick-fil-A like stance during Pride Month, yeah, that'd be a will, Your people will be very upset, darling. Your I will be very upset. never. Listen, you can't do that because if you become all big, the shit blow up. And then somebody's going to pull those receipts, literal receipts, you know? Listen, everybody have a moment of weakness, but I just, I believe in, like, being humane. Yeah. Okay? And so, I can't support Chick-fil-A. I agree. Can't put money, any money, in the pocket of somebody at the helm of an organization who doesn't believe in being humane and treating people like people. Yeah. But I bet you they'd be the first person to make a donation to PETA. Mm. I can't. You know what? (laughs) This is not this is how cute to go because I'm about to get riled up. 
I saw it, Peter. Yeah, I saw it. Just, your whole body just changed. Because, like, Al was we telling love the me. But Al was telling me this thing on Facebook where it was like somebody made the joke where they were like, oh, um, the people, you know, something about like how the people in Flint, Michigan don't have water. Mm-hmm. And they were like, man, white people would come up out their pockets real quick if it was like all the dogs in Flint, Michigan oh, don't gosh. have water. Yes. They're like, they get that water to Flint real mm-hmm. quick. They and drive like, there themselves. And I was like, water. you know what? I can't. There'd be mm-hmm. a whole crowdfunding campaign, raise millions of dollars mm-hmm. to get some water in Flint, Michigan. On that, on that note, yes. I can't. I'm going to go. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in DeSoto, Texas yes. this coming Saturday Beyonce for, <laughs> for Essence and Walmart's Wellfest. So mm-hmm. if you are in the DeSoto area, come and check me out. It's going to be at the Walmart and it's going to be fun. We have like giveaways, mm-hmm. Dove and Avino are sponsoring. So What's the closest city to DeSoto? Do you know? Uh, Dallas, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so right outside of Dallas. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hot, but yeah. come through. We got some experts on hand that are going to be doing stuff for like fitness, beauty, hair care. We're also going to have a DJ pumping beats and tunes. Mm. I'm hosting. So if you want to get a, a nice little, you know live time with me mm-hmm. little FaceTime come through yes yes uh, in the meantime you can also follow me at always fashion week on Instagram yes you can follow um, us um, black hipster podcast at gmail.com you can listen to us what did I say it wrong <laughs> <laughs> that's the email not the, the Instagram what did I say follow yeah well the, you can email you can us. email you guys know but what you I can mean. also follow us yeah, at follow black us. hipster podcast yes on Instagram yes <laughs> Comment, rate, subscribe, listen Ooh, to us, yes. download wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find me at Standrick W. And, um, that's yes. it. Yes, that's <laughs> it. Give us lots of love. Yes, yes. And, In um, the meantime, bye. Bye.